Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. kind of a victory Monday at uh, the Bucks, and not in the true sense because on victory Monday that's when they get players off that was not the case nonetheless it had been you know you think about it I mean October 1st wait a minute why didn't they give the players a day off if victory oh, yeah, Monday yeah. if you get pl- days off why not well because uh, it's they hadn't won in, in over a month so I guess they felt they had to come in but there are times when the coach will break it down after a game and go, okay, see you guys Wednesday. And that that's that's truly when there's victory Monday. Yeah. But I mean, it's not mandatory, but it's, no, it's a no. lot of times. And after a four-game losing streak, I would have thought that would have been the case. <laughs> well, they, they're going to San Francisco. <laughs> so, so, you know. Fair enough. Uh, uh, one less day to prepare for the 49ers might not be the best idea, especially when you have to fly um, 2,500 miles to do it. But anyway, um Certainly the mood was better. And, you know, here's the the realization of this is, is pretty stunning. Like, a year ago, the Buccaneers were four and five. Like, with the GOAT. Now, think about that for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. They had the GOAT. They had Julio Jones. They had Russell Gage. They had... Um, they didn't have Ryan Jensen because he got hurt early. Um, but yep. like they had more dudes, right? Had Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. There you go. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And so, and they had a rookie named Rashad White who was used in, you know, certain situations that was coming on about this time last year. So you'd think, let's just start with the goat or stop there, right? But it wasn't. You know, it wasn't Tom Brady's best year or anything. He did throw for, you know, over 5,000 yards and had the most attempts in the league. But he also lost 20 pounds and went through what he went through. But they were four and five. And they were headed this week to Germany. And that might have been, or was unquestionably to me, the best game that they played. They beat a pretty good Seattle team, which, by the way, is winning their division right now. And... They did it in in convincing fashion, and then unfortunately for them, at five and five, they they had a bye week. Um, but remember that Devin White went over there, and went crazy, and Rashad made the Seahawk fly, and all of that. Uh, Germany, it was the first game ever in Germany, and they're singing, you know, Sweet Caroline, all this business. So it was a really good time, but no better, right? Certainly no worse, but no better than the very same record they have now. Now, you know, instead of going to play the Seahawks in Germany, they're coming you know, to San, to San, San Francisco Bay Area, uh, San Mateo, exactly, to, to play a 49ers team that had lost three in a row until they took a bye week and then came to Jacksonville and just obliterated the hot, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, just destroyed them. So there's that. But, you know, we know the Bucks finished with a sub-500 record last year. The point of all this is that because of this division, um, 
and where everybody sits. Like they keep getting break after break because the Saints and Falcons cannot pull away. And Carolina has won just one game all year. So New Orleans is five and five going into their bye week. And they lead the division. Atlanta lost to Arizona and Kyler Murray came back. That dropped them into third place. They're a half game behind the Bucks at four and six. And so I'm not saying it's going to happen because, frankly, I think there's a very remote chance of this. But if somehow the Bucks were to go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers, first of all, it would be one of the bigger wins in, in history, I think, for them. Um, but again, this is a San Francisco team that lost three in a row until they beat Jacksonville. But if they were to pull that off and come back five and five, they'd be in first place because they have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. And that's how bunched up this this whole division is. So win or lose, they're not going to be that far out no matter what. Um, and yet, you think of all the changes that they've had on this football team, but the division itself is is just kind of keeping them in it. And there was no worse game that the Bucks played in terms of like non-competitive, that is, than when they went out to San Francisco a year ago and played 49ers, 35-7. to And all I can remember is, you know, that was going to be Tom Brady's last NFL game in his hometown. You know, he had only been there like one or two other times in his career. And he had a chance to go back, and he was all fired up for it. And the game starts, and Brock Purdy is making his first NFL start uh, against, of all people, the GOAT, right, who's back in town. You're just kind of thinking, well, nostalgically, we don't know who Brock Purdy is. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He'd come in a game. And, you know, Tom has all these people there like, this This is going to be good. This, And they come out, and on the first play, I think they, they run uh, some kind of blitz, and they just, they just slam Purdy. Um, but they had a penalty on the play, and so it didn't count. And then, yeah, methodically, San Francisco just just took them apart. So Bowles, you know, we were talking to him on Monday, and he goes, you know, it's the same, but it's also different because we're different. Like, we're a different team. And the record's the same, but, you know, they still feel like, he feels like, the same as last year, that they're going to be right in it until the end. But they've got to get on, you know, a bit of a streak. And that's what they did last year. Um, late November, December was put some wins together. Now they were, you know, fourth quarter comebacks, that kind of thing with, with Brady bringing them down the field against some teams, but they did, they did put it together and there's just so many parallels. And yet it, it's such a, it's such a different team, um, and such a different set of circumstances. So I don't, I don't think they have to win this game because when I when I look down the schedule, there are some winnable games, starting with the fact that they play four more in the division, right? So you've got you still got one more at home against New Orleans, which I think you you know, if you win that, you sweep them some so even if they finish tied with you, you have the tiebreaker, you win the division. They got two games against Carolina, which is in their favor because Carolina's one and eight, and then one at Atlanta, and Atlanta had replaced Desmond Ritter with Taylor Heineke. Now Heineke's hurt, and so Ritter had to come back in. They lose to Arizona, which is not a good football team, but Kyler Murray made his first start. So even if they were to lose to the 49ers, if they were to win out in the NFC South, and or even go 3-1, and one, let's say, 
But they'll be favored in three of those games for sure. Maybe not the Saints, but they'll be favored in three of them. They'd only need to win like two to three remaining non-division games at the Colts November 26th or at Green Bay, who's terrible, December 17th. And again, it's up there. I get it. Lambeau, you know, the frozen tundra and all that. Um, or against the Jaguars at Raymond James on Christmas Eve. If they did that, they'd have a chance of finishing 10-7. and seven. Um, And I think that would be enough to win the division. I think nine wins is going to win it, quite frankly, in my mind. So, and then, then you got to look at the, the other uh, team schedules, which some are easier than others. My point to all this is I think the Bucks are getting better on offense. I know that they had a really, you know, bad day on defense. It turns out C.J. Stroud in Houston's not too bad. They went into Cincinnati and kind of did the same thing to them a little bit uh, and got the win there. But this team, this team is is going to stay, I believe, at or near the top of the NFC South because no other no other team in the division can pull away from them, and they've got them all still on their schedule. So they're, they they completely control, in my mind kind of control their own destiny here. They absolutely do. And it's it's pretty much what we said going into the season, mm-hmm. that this division was not going to be very good. Right. You have a new quarterback in Carolina and Bryce Young. Yep. You had Desmond Ritter, who didn't know mm-hmm. what he really was. He had started a couple games, but he was the most experienced quarterback within the division uh, in That's Atlanta. Right. A new quarterback in Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield, and a new quarterback in New Orleans and Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And it was a division that wasn't very good last year. And there wasn't a lot of upgrades made on those teams. And so, you know, we kind of knew this is what it was. And, you know, when you looked at the Bucks, particularly their starters, th- their starters were pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much across the board. And you had some questions on the offensive line. Uh, how good would the tight ends be in the running backs for the offense? But the defensive starters, you knew were pretty good. And the defense has been pretty good this year. Take out a couple drives. It's been really good. And, and you know, they've been able to stay fairly healthy, too, with their lack of depth. It's been huge for them this year. There hasn't been a ton of lost games to injury. A few here and there, but not like what last year. I mean, it was decimating certain positions. And you haven't had that this year. And so no. they're right there at the, you know, battling for the top of the division. Yeah, and, and, and everything they want to accomplish is 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 attainable, and within their own, de- they control their own destiny. Yeah, they really do, and that's all you can ask for, you mm-hmm. know. And, and and I know people are like, well, you know, it's a terrible division, and hey, that's doesn't the matter. division you play on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you're hosting a home playoff game, you're hosting a home playoff game. Now, do I think that if Dallas were to come in here as a wild card, would they get thumped again? Yes, <laughs> I think so. Um, but that's okay. You know, like, you, that's why you play the games. You don't know. You get mm-hmm. to the tournament, and then, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams not playing. Um, I mean, would you rather be in this division and win it at, you know, 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, maybe? Or would you rather be in the AFC North where a team with a winning record may not make the playoffs? That's a great point. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of teams with winning records in that division. And, and, and all four and, of them are right now. Yeah, and, and a couple of them might not make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing you have to look at, too, I was thinking about this the other day, is what were their options, right? Like, so Tom Brady retires Mm -hmm. again, okay? But he doesn't just retire because he could have 
he could have delayed that till after June 1st, right? And he could have given you some salary cap relief this year. But the Bucks decided, and, and to some degree because of Tom, they decided, you know what? Um, take all $35 million of it right now, mm-hmm. right? Let's pay the bills, so to speak. So dead cap money. Before you sign a quarterback, you're already out $35 million plus whatever trash makes. Okay, so you have no quarterback. I mean, Kyle Trask was never, in my mind, an answer for them, or they wouldn't have gone out looking for one, right? I, I still maintain, even though it was going to be a new offense, and yes, he's improved, and I give him credit for you know, what he did in the offseason and, and in the preseason, but I still think they know what they have, and what they have is not a guy that they want to start games with. So against that backdrop, the fact that you have no money Right, no real now. You know, we can talk about Josh Dobbs, you know, people like that if you want to. I mean, there are guys out there that are that are balling right now. But you know, you know who the best bargain in the NFL might be, and it's hard to argue this is Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Like the other two guys that were the high ticket guys, right? That I think a lot of teams were looking at, and and ultimately they got paid. Were Derek Carr. And Jimmy Garoppolo. And Derek Carr, they couldn't even sit at either table, right? The Derek Carr table cost the New Orleans Saints four years, $150 million. Okay? He's five and five. And he has not played every game, the full games anyway. He's been hurt in and out of the lineup. Jameis Winston had to come in through a couple picks, they lose. Then you have the Jimmy Garoppolo table. Now, they were never big Jimmy Garoppolo guy. At least Bruce Arians wasn't because he didn't think he'd throw the deep ball, and he can't. Um, and he's been injured a lot. He's benched right now with the Raiders. He signed for three years $72.75 million. Okay? Hell, even a backup quarterback in this division, Andy Dalton, he makes more than Baker Mayfield. He signed a mm-hmm. two-year, $10 million contract. So when you look at Mayfield and the other, let's just take the division, the other NFC South quarterbacks, and they played you know, three of them in New Orleans with Carr and Winston and Hill. Uh, Ritter and Heineke, of course, in Atlanta. Young and even Andy Dalton played in Carolina. As you just look at their numbers, Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback. There's, it's not really an argument. I mean... 2,143 yards, 14 touchdowns. That's the most of any of them. Five interceptions. That's the fewest. Okay. Carr, Winston Hill, 2,526 yards, 13 TDs, seven interceptions. That rating is 87.4. Baker's 93.7. Ritter Heineke, 2,238 yards, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's an 84.1 rating. And Young and Dalton, 1,900 yards, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 78.1. So of all the quarterbacks, they that were available to them that they could have gotten, right? You end up with a Baker Mayfield. And his incentives, by the way, are really t- tough to make. In fact, in his career, I think he would have only made one of them, right? They're, they're based on passing numbers and finishing the top five and so on and so forth. Um, we looked at it, and if they make the postseason, I think it's realistic for him to make maybe a million more dollars. He's making $4 million. So even if he makes five, 
Like that's barely backup. That's Andy Dalton backup quarterback money. And you could have a quarterback that has not only resurrected his career, he got you to the playoffs and you know, make it a home playoff win, game and a home playoff game and may win a division. Like he's going to make, he's going to make these owners money. He'll more than take care of his salary and then some. So sometimes, you know, the one you get is, is the one you need, but like not to mention, and, and the bucks have been good to him too. They've been good for him, but this is a guy that's on his fourth team in 16 months and, and he's got some, you know, more than a little bit of baggage. I don't think much of it was all his, you know, much of it was his fault. He couldn't help where he was drafted. He couldn't help when they sent him to Carolina. He couldn't help the coach getting fired, all that. But he's been through some stuff, but he's been the, a loyal soldier. He's also had his, the deck stacked against him a little bit because you started the season, you hired a coordinator who's never called a play in the NFL, hasn't called one since Carson High School 15 years, 16 years ago. So he's he's got a new offense coordinator. When I say new, I don't mean new to the Bucks. I mean new ever in the NFL that is outmatched in in mo- many or most games by his own admission. And then you have um, an offensive line that's subpar, or at least in the running game department, which is non-existent. Okay, so you put all that together and you go. Wow. <laughs> to be where they were with the GOAT and all those other guys that they kept signing, the Kyle Rudolphs and all those guys. Look, I don't, again, they should have beaten Atlanta at home. They gave that game away. Atlanta could have mm-hmm. scored a lot more points than they did. And so, say what you want about the defense, they weren't very good. They got the turnovers, but they hadn't been very good. Um, and, you know, I, I still feel like you got to win that game in Texas because you scored with 46 seconds and you scored 37 points should be able to do it. But who else should they have beaten that they haven't beaten? And so, you know, to be in it. And if you look at the schedule and you look forward at the other teams and who they got to play, you're, you're pretty much having the same year as Tom Brady did a year ago, only with younger players. Like that's the other thing. The thing that Todd Bowles said to me when he sat down in the off season was look, By the time we got to the playoffs, we were out of gas. Our players were older. They were the oldest team in the NFL. And he goes, we didn't have anything in the tank. This team might. You know, this team still got, they've gotten younger. You know, they had to. Because younger means cheaper and you can control the salary cap. But they have gotten younger um, on both sides of the ball. And so maybe they won't be without as much energy this time around. I don't know. And look, I don't know if they're going to win the division or if they're going to win another game. I, I really, I think they're starting to get better on offense. At least you can see an identity. You can see Rashad White making an impact. You can see them doing some more things with Mike Evans. Um, and, 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 you know, if Trey Palmer grows up the second half of the season, he can make a push to help them too. Um, but all I know is win or lose against San Francisco, they have, they have a pretty good shot here. Um, the Falcons' remaining games are at the New York Jets, who are terrible, home against the Colts, who the Bucks play on the road, and then they're at Chicago. That's probably an easy, easy path. Outside of they got to play all the NFC South teams. The Saints 
also have a pretty easy way. They got to play the Lions, though, at home. Lions are very good. They play the Giants at home, and then they go all the way out to Los Angeles to play the Rams, who aren't very good. That's on a short week, though. That's, that is on a it's short a Thursday week. Thursday night, right. so. You're right. Traveling to L.A. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but they'll get their mini buy over Christmas. True. Yeah. And they'll the, come back for the stretch a, little, run. a little more rested for the stretch run, yeah. So, you never know, you know, when you play a team, you don't know who's hurt, who's not hurt, who's going to be able to quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr, you know, has a bye week, but he's got, you know, he, he had a concussion. He banged his shoulder up again. It's the second time this year. Uh, we know if they have to go to Jameis, he's a turnover waiting to happen. Um. I you know and and the thing I would watch with New Orleans is their age, you know that their key, some of their key players especially on defense are older, you know Demario Davis and those guys from Arkansas State, uh some of those guys are up there in age and so you wonder how will they play in week sixteen seventeen you know and so on eighteen, it, I think I think everybody's going to stay in this. I could see Atlanta fading a little bit. Um, there's going to be pressure on Arthur Smith. I'm not sure either quarterback is going to keep them in it, but but I think Heineke has a better chance. If he's out, that's not good. And the best team outside of the Bucks is probably New Orleans. But, again, you've got a game in hand on, on them, and you beat them on the road. You know, if you took care at home, business at home, you could get the tiebreaker, and then you just got to finish tied with them. So, just a week ago, and that's the thing about the NFL, and I say this all the time, it's absolutely true. It's like when you win just one game, just you know, you snap they, they hadn't won it since October first. So when you win, you do, you feel like, meh, anything's possible. But when you're in that, you know, quagmire of four straight loot, it's like they're not gonna win a game. Like at, literally everyone's gonna can beat this team. Now, you know, the sun's a little brighter, the food tastes better and all that. So I think they have and I've always thought this. Like, you're right. Going back to the beginning of the season, we said it. You said it. It's about a 9 or 10 win team at best. 10 wins probably the ceiling. But the division is such that there's no reason they can't win it. And, and I'm, I'm back to believing that now. In fact, I think I see progress on the offense. Am I the only one? I mean, I know they scored 39 against the Texans. But I, I legitimately see Rashad running the ball harder. I see the, the the passing game with him. They still got to figure out a run game, but they're figuring out ways to use Rashad White that he can yeah. be productive. Yes, yes. So he, it's not I think he is running harder. I do, I do believe he's running harder as well. He's running more violent, and they don't mm-hmm. always get yards. But yeah, I mean, he's getting. You know what he's doing? He's he's turning out. They're not hundred yard rushing days, but they're hundred yard offensive days. Mm-hmm. Like he's routinely, you know, up around 100 yards rushing and receiving. You'll take that. Absolutely. You know, the last four weeks, I think, all where he has the most receiving yards of any running back in the NFL. So that's something, you know. Um, so they're getting, they're starting to find some answers, I guess you would say. And, you know, now health is a big part of it down the stretch throughout the whole season, all of that. Um, but just contrast that with a hope. Like, if I changed the names and said Tom Brady's four and five, and Tom Brady has to go to San Francisco, and Tom Brady has to play these remaining teams, I don't think anybody's doubting that they're going to make the playoffs. It's just, you know, it's it's Baker Mayfield, right? It's it's um, it's not the goat, um, but yet it's it's 
I I would I would think that Baker has as he, as good a chance of doing what Brady did, even though he's not Tom Brady, um, with this team, because it's a little younger and and you know they're starting to figure things out. And I just I don't know. I know there's a lot of pessimism out there, boy. If you go on Twitter, man, well, gosh, that's a nasty place right now. But all is not lost. In fact, we still have a lot of football left. I know it's you know we're not even to Thanksgiving yet, and really. The separation happens around late November, you know, Thanksgiving and and afterwards. If you're not playing well by Thanksgiving or afterwards, you're not going to the playoffs. You have to start playing well and you have to start stacking wins. You can't do this, you know, win two, lose three. You certainly can't lose four. You can't have any more losing streaks to speak of. You might lose one here or there, but the Bucs really can't afford to lose a couple in a row. They're just going to run out of runway and then that's going to be it. Um, So anyway... Um, interesting read. Go on to Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. Read about the Bucks' chances, what teams they have left, what teams uh, the other NFC South clubs have to play, and you get a pretty good idea for what we're talking about. Hey, a little hockey news. A good sign with Andre Vasilevsky we'll get to here in just a second. But first, you know that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems all over Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Now, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees. They never use subcontractors. And they've always been offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insurer, means your roof Electrical and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. I got to admit, like I got a little excited. I saw this story and then I saw some video of Andre Vasilevsky was at practice. He's practicing now. Not the game, not the game I love. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice? We're talking about practice, man. But it's big. It's big for Andre. It's huge. Uh, We saw him... But last week, just kind of come out on the ice at the end of practice, do a little skating, but not much. Yeah. He took shots today. Yeah, he did. And, you know, this is a huge thing. He's on the road trip. The Lightning are in St. Louis. They left after practice on Monday. He yeah. is on this road trip for the first time. He's not going to play this road trip. Right. But he's with the team, which means he's working out. He's practicing. You know, that's kind of the, the first step of getting back from injury mm-hmm. is, you know, is you're with the team every day. You know, once you're hurt, you're kind of separated from the team. That's the um, toughest part, by mm-hmm, the way, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of where the next man mentality comes up because you know you get hurt and you're kind of you're separate. You're like you're not even yeah. there anymore. Almost, you're not a part of it. No, yeah. and, and that's always the hardest thing for players. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the injury itself and the rehab and whatever you got to do to come back, but it's that you're not with your teammates. You're not there. You know, and that's th- that's missing. So he's gonna he's on the road trip. Uh, he's practicing. He said he's still what they're two weeks out from the eight week mark of the surgery. So they'll see how it goes. John Cooper, what, a week or two ago, had said, you know, if it's if, if he's not back by December 1, it'll be disappointing. He thinks Thanksgiving a little bit thereafter. You've got 
you know, Thanksgiving's what on the twenty third this this year, so you got a week later as then December starts. So, mm-hmm. you know, probably you're about two weeks out from seeing Andre Vasilevsky, hopefully on the ice in between the pipes for the the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's crazy, man. And 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 of course, there will be some hold your breath moments because this is you know he's gone through uh, the back injury and and whatever surgical procedures and whatever. So you just you know. It's supposed to help him. I, I think what we've come to realize is that he was in a lot of discomfort probably a year ago, mm-hmm. whether he knew or he didn't know. He talked about how he kind of hit a wall after 30, 35 games, yeah. whatever. Well, he said he but said you, the injury came from working out too hard. During and the season or? He didn't. I don't think he specified when, but. Yeah, because he know. was one of those guys that did do a lot of work during the year. It I came think. from a, a heavy workout that that's mm-hmm. when he hurt his back. So he's going to scale that back. Yeah. particularly in season and stuff and and you know that's right. that's part of as you age and getting older oh yeah you know what can't you could do, do what you could do at 23 24 you can't necessarily do at 28 29 and, and the types of workouts right mm-hmm. like you don't know what he was doing that might have put extra stress on that back in terms mm-hmm. of lifting or whatever it was but yep yeah to me to me that's going to be if he feels as good as he always has or even maybe a little better that's going to be obviously a season changer uh, for the Lightning. And just the emotional lift, right, that you get back mm-hmm. the greatest goaltender in the world. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, how much more How much more does your defense stand up? How much more confident do you feel? Oh. You know, you stop trying not to make mistakes and just, just play. Start playing, yeah. You, and know, you can play faster. You can play without. Yeah. And you know, look, Jonas Johansson has been fantastic, and has, Matt Tompkins has, has done well in the games he's been in. Yep, and and none of the the losses they've had this year, you could sit there and say, "Oh, that's the goalie's fault." Mm-mm. Nope. Um, but how the team plays in front, and could Vazzy have made an extra save or two along the way in some of those games? Very possible, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And do mm-hmm. the teams shoot differently and play you differently when it's Andre Vasilevsky in net? Are they trying sure to pick their do. corners too much and? You know, sure they do. So you know, all that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you're sitting there hoping within two weeks, hopefully Vazzy's back between the pipes. Yeah, no, that'd be great, and um, hopefully the Lightning will start to feel like the Lightning again. Of course, you mm-hmm. got to you know get past the illness with Cooch and different things that's going around. But um, well, they're in action they just, tonight in St. Louis. It's an eight o'clock puck drop as they're in St. Yeah. Louis Central Time Zone. Thursday night will be an eight o'clock as well in Chicago. So yeah. Uh, they got to start start stacking some points. They need to at least maintain, you know, that point of game type thing. Need or, to start munching, it, munching points. You, you munching gave up points. four points at home. You, you know, you would have liked yeah. to have gotten at least three of those, if not all yeah. four, and you didn't get any. So that was not a good home. You got to start though. munching some points now. Yep, they need that for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, well, I'll be uh, back out at the uh, Bucks on Wednesday. We'll have a chance to talk to Baker Mayfield. Of course, uh, they are heading out on uh, Saturday. I, they're not 
traveling. Sometimes teams have gone out to the West Coast on Friday. The Bucks will not. I think they're traveling Saturday out to San Francisco, but we'll have a talk to talk, you know, talk to Baker Mayfield, talk to, of course, Dave Canales, and um, also their defensive coordinators try to figure out how they can slow this San Francisco offense, which is really dynamic and very fast. And, of course, now they've added to their defense as well. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, they'll have that road trip like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and we'll see if they can uh, munch some points. And yep. we'll, we'll be back, of like, course, to talk about all that. we got college football this week with Matt Baker. Yep. You know, one thing we didn't mention last week because it happened late in the week was Yandy Diaz won the Silver Slugger. How about that? That was great to see. Mm-hmm. Was that? Did I see where that was only like their third one? Does that make sense? Uh, I believe you're correct. Uh, Carl many, Crawford. Uh, fourth. He's the fourth. Carl Crawford, fourth, Longoria, fourth. and Carlos Pena. Okay. Pena, oh, that's right. Pena won one. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. That's as good a year. And, and I mean, I saw all those other guys too, but that's as good a year as I've seen a guy, especially in this day and age. You know, we're in the, you know, home run or strikeout age. And, you know, with Yandy, he he added power to his game that he hasn't really flashed all that much, but he was able to, like, work counts. And when he had a chance this past year to drive the ball and the count was in his favor, he really went for it. And, and, and I mean, you know, he hit the long ball, which was nice. But to hit, to be so consistent, I don't remember, I could look this up, but it just seemed like he, he had so many multiple hit games. I mean, just incredible, right? Like, mm-hmm. did you go and have that many multiple hit games. It's so hard to do in the big leagues to get two, three hits a game, and and Yanni would do it. And plus, you know, the power numbers were there, the doubles, the home runs, um, and just a valuable guy anyway because of his presence in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. He won a batting title. First time ever raised players won, won a batting, the batting title. title. Right. I mean, that's a that used to be one of the biggest deals in baseball. It really mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. You know, Rod Carew. I mean, you think back about the guys that went batting, Bill Madlock, and, you know, um, you know, all the, all these great hitters and stuff. But, yeah, for him to do that um, and still maintain the power numbers and everything else, it's really impressive. So congratulations to him. Glad you brought that up. All right, we'll have uh, college football to talk about. And, boy, <laughs> me and you will get into the whole Michigan stuff. America's team. <laughs> My boy Jim. I really believe Michigan is America's team. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Jerry's reading that really getting upset. He really is. Ah, it's not the Wolverines. It's the, it's the stars on the helmets. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh, man, some lively press conferences talking about America's team. And uh, well, he's got a uh, court date on Friday to see if he can coach at Maryland this weekend. Of that's course, not his dance floor, though, so he may not uh, testify. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but a lot lots to talk about in college football. Pretty good mailbag question. Somebody accusing Matt Baker of being a little bit on Florida State side too much. We'll have him defend himself with that. So, so much more this week. We're glad you guys could listen. Thanks for that. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud at Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.